Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast. This is your host, Diana Crash from Good Vibes Marketing, and I am joined today again by Leah D'Ambrosio of Fake Smart. Hello, Leah. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me again. I just love being on this show. That's what I love talking to you. So yeah. It's like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course you do. <laughs> So it's just a big love fest. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So speaking of love, um, we're going to talk about our favorite products again, our favorite finds in the industry. Would you like to start, Leah? Yeah, I'd love to start. So I have dogs, and I have a, a little pit bull, and I have a lab mix. And I started giving uh, my dog CBD, and it's been so helpful just because my little dog has some um, muscle weakness. Oh. And she shakes a lot, so it's nice to see DD help. So I found Annie Dolores's treatables, and I've been hearing about them, but I hadn't tried them yet. And um, I bought some recently, and my dogs love them. And it's got that great benefit of having CBD in it. And mm-hmm. so this is this comes from it's treatables is the brand, but it comes from Annie Dolores, mm-hmm. who you know you know um, Annie Dolores is great. They've been in business a really long time, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize also today I've. I've Realize that she also has a UK um, manufacturing plant, so she sells these in the UK. Awesome, which is also really great. Yeah, I did not know that, but you know, a lot of her stuff is uh, gluten free, no grains, um, really healthy treats for animals. I get my dogs the skin, but I know that she has a lot of different products. So mm-hmm. I would definitely check out Treatables. It's uh, www t-r-e-a-t-i-b-l-e-s dot com and try out her uh her cbd treats she and she has so much information on her treatables website about mm-hmm. how the cannabinoids work in um an animal system and about why they you know make things the way they do and then she has a whole chart about what she recommends milligrams per pound for your pet now i've looked at that and she says for maybe a 60 pound dog, you would only do like, um, I think it's six milligrams. I think she, she recommends one milligram for 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. I have given my animals 25 to 50 for the 60 pound dog. Mm-hmm. For the 30 pound dog, I give her about 15 and they have tolerated it really well. And I feel like sometimes you need a little more, especially if there's medical, um, issues yeah. like muscle weakness or arthritis or, or pain. Yeah. You might want to. It's not like she she can't OD it, but I would highly recommend her um, her treats. And also, one other thing that I found out that I didn't realize, uh, she donates a lot of her proceeds to um, different animal rescues. 
Mm. And then she also um, donates products to shelters. That's awesome. So I thought that that was, isn't that so awesome? I yeah. Mean, just another great woman doing wonderful work. And of course, you know, that's near and dear to my heart. And I know yours too, because you have a dog and two beautiful kitties. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> so we love this. You know, I, I just love it when people support animals. I'm going to have to try those for my, uh, my, my, my little doggy. He's, very anxious all the time now. He's super hyper. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, he's yeah, tried, I've done this. Some testimonials. Yeah, I've tried the the oils before, but I haven't tried. He's very picky about treats. He like does not like the usual treats, like the peanut butter flavor and stuff. He hates peanut butter. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I know. It's a problem. <laughs> I wasted yeah, a lot of money on, on these treats. So I usually just get the oil and put make them. You know, well, she does it. have, actually, she has oil. She has uh, oh, good. a phytocannabinoid, which I don't know what that is, but she has a rich oil, and then she has, uh, looks like four or five different oils, and then she also has gel caps. Oh, good. Which might also be an easier one to do, because you can wrap that in meat. Yeah. But they're 25 milligram gel caps, um, and yeah, I would definitely, and then she also has 10, you might want to buy the 10 milligram gel caps, because yeah, since your dog's little, it's a little guy. Yeah, but you know what he does with capsules? He cheeks them. <laughs> he, like, puts them in his cheek and holds on to them until I, like, am not looking at him anymore. Even when I wrap it in food, he's very smart. <laughs> wow. That is a hard dog to give medicine. I know. It's yeah. so hard. I've even done that, like, little net throat trick, you know, and he'll, he'll, like, keep it somewhere in the back of his mouth and then spit it out, like, in the corner an hour later. <laughs> he's oh worse my God. he's worse than i was when i was little i used to hide chewable tylenol in the um couch cushions but that's about as far as i went <laughs> <laughs> well you definitely need to look into then the oil because that you could just put down his throat yeah but yeah look into that because this is a great great product. oh yeah so like you're taking it anyway so moving on from torturing <laughs> animals no, okay i do not advocate that in any kind of way <laughs> no animal lover okay so my my pick is a product i haven't actually been able to try yet shocking but i'm obsessed with them already this company because i just love everything about them that i see um it's called kikoko i hope i'm pronouncing this correctly and they make these teas that are specific for uh, certain, you know, moods or they have ones for, they have one for pain. They have one for sleep. They have one for libido. Um, and it seems like each tea is specifically uh, tailored to a certain um, symptom that you're trying to treat anyway. But they, the story behind the company is pretty awesome and it's, founded by two women who seem to really support each other. And they have this really cool thing on their website where instead of just writing the typical bio, um, they wrote a timeline about each other. Like they gave, they, they wrote each other's um, accomplishments up. And I thought that was really cool. To see. Oh, wow. That yeah. is so great. That is such a, a wonderful way to support each other. Cause it's mm -hmm. really hard to talk about yourself. Right. It's really hard. To say this is what I've done. This is because we don't, you know. I mean, most women are pretty humble about their accomplishments. Right. I know, and and to have someone support you like that, another woman, you know, so that you can further the success of another woman, and to do so together, I think is really cool. Um, 
but you can that's just really cool. Yeah, it just seems like that's really embedded in what they do as a company. You know, it's like they support each other and other women, and um, looks like they're trying to turn this industry into a woman-led industry, which is what we're hoping. <laughs> we're hoping right. that happens sometime and- soon. Exactly. I mean, I think, and you know, I love their website too, because one, it's really colorful and they've got so much information, just all the information about their tea, about their products. I've really never seen a website put that much time and effort into talking about what it is Mm -hmm. and how it helps and why it helps. You know, it just is a really great company. Um, so jealous of these ladies. I know. Really killing it. Right. They are just killing it. And it's, it's great. And that's, it's, um, I think it looks like a good testament to what can happen when we support each other and, uh, you know, beyond supporting each other, I think like holding each other accountable for what we're worth, you know, knowing our worth is like a very big uh, deal, especially right now, I'd say. Oh, no, definitely. And, and then another great thing about these women, not only do they give to each other, right, they're women supporting and then other women in different countries, they also um, donate of 5% of their profits to non-organizations that provide awareness of education mm-hmm. about, you know, access to cannabis medicine and um, for children specifically. But I thought that was really great. I always like it when companies give back because mm-hmm. we all should be giving back in some way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if you can't financially, just whichever way you can, which leads us to our topic that we're going to discuss is just basically knowing your worth and, um, doing what you can to support each other, you know, uh, it, it all plays into each other. Definitely. <laughs> well, we've got to be there for each other, right? Yeah. Cause you know, especially in this industry, it's a, it's a male dominated industry. And thankfully most of the men I've dealt with, and I think you too, very welcoming and they want women in the industry, but let's be honest, you know, there's not very many of us in no. the industry right now. No, I mean, people are, are touting it as a woman led industry a lot, you know, for, whatever purposes media has been covered a lot saying that, but the truth is, you know, only 36% um, of executives in this industry are women and that number keeps going down. So we need to, uh, you know, try to figure out new ways to, to change this industry. And I think one of those ways is by changing the way that we get paid and the way that we ask for money and the way we, um, you know, just value ourselves, I think. And that's hard. I think especially if you're a single woman business, I think it's easier if you, like these women, you know, mm-hmm. they have each other mm-hmm. and it's easy to support each other and it's easy to say, okay, you know, we've got to ask for this. And I think that that's so successful and do so well. But it's really hard when you're a single woman business and asking for that worth. As you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you and I have both experienced some situations where we've been owed money by a client and it's been really difficult for us to ask for it. Yeah. And that's so ridiculous because men generally don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm generalizing, right? I mean, I'm sure there are men that do because yeah. it's a certain personality trait, right? Right. But, um, but I think for the most part, men have no problem asking for money. Mm-hmm. Um, also, millennials. Mm-hmm. have no problem asking for <laughs> they're breed all their own and it's really great i mean we can learn a lot of lessons from them because they are a bit narcissistic about things and they really value their own self-worth and i think that that's an issue for some of us women in business 
And I know for me, it is a little bit. Yeah. And I I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily narcissism and the millennials. I think they're just learning to just to go about things in a different way. Um, I mean, they, it's like, you know, um, technically I'm a zennial, which is a new word. (laughs) So I don't go into that category. I think you know that up. I've never heard that I swear you can look it up. It starts with an X. Okay. It's a new thing. And uh-huh. it's, it's very real anyway, <laughs> but I think, uh-huh. I think that this generation understands that like, this is like, what, what has been going on? This isn't going to cut it anymore, you know? And, uh, instead of always having to look out for just ourselves, we've got to figure out ways to help each other, even if it's by doing things that are really simple, you know, like, uh, like, mm-hmm. with, like with you and, and me, like when I reached out to you to begin when I started this podcast, you know, I was just kind of blindly reaching out to people and I was totally petrified. But then like, you were so awesome because you're like, you should interview this person and that person and this person. And you connected me with so many awesome, amazing pioneers. And then you even went further to, to promote us at, uh, in Las Vegas, which was amazing. And I didn't even think that that was a possibility. Like I wouldn't even ever, think to conceive something like that and yet it's something that you said was that not that big of a deal i trust that that was true <laughs> <laughs> no it, it was i mean definitely because when you reached out to me i was like wow i didn't even know this existed women in cannabis podcast you know and i i had seen some other ones but there was something about yours it just really was i felt that support for women and so that was really great and just believing in what you were doing and wanting to support it, it was so easy for me to promote you in Vegas. You know, we had those postcards that had your name on it and everything. And the women that I spoke to that I connected you with there, they were just so honored because everybody wants press, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wants to be, to have their name out there and what you're doing is a great way to do it. And it was free. So a lot of the women that I spoke to were so excited about it. And it was a great way for me to talk to them, you know, and get to know them mm-hmm. and then also have something to offer. And it cost me nothing, right? I mean, it cost me literally nothing but my time. And I was happy to do it because I so believe that women need support. And this podcast is one great way for them to get it and kind of hear what other women are doing in the industry and hear those great interviews that you do. So, I mean, that was, that was a great example of how it was really easy for me to support you and um, you support us so much by, you know, talking about our products and, but again, it's something you believe in, right? And yeah. you want to support it. So Absolutely. it's easy. And I encourage, encourage other women, you know, find the products that you like, like we do during the show here, support these women, give a shout out to those women, you know, um, send them a little note. Hey, you're doing a great job and I really respect what you're doing. And, you know, even offer something to them. Hey, if you ever need this or that, and it's always nice to get that offer of help. Yeah. Like, even just an introduction. Anyone, but, hey. Yeah. An introduction can be exactly. a huge deal, you know? Um, and oh, that could be life changing. Yeah. An introduction. That's absolutely true. Yeah, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we also have to stop thinking that we're lucky to get chances and opportunities that we deserve to get, you know? Um, right. And, and that's so hard, I think, especially when you're in a startup situation, you know, uh, because you have so much uncertainty. So you're just like, I don't know if this is something I should be doing. Am I even cut out for this? You know, so you do need right. somebody who's kind of a cheerleader and, you know, 
So it, just just trying to keep like a lifeline going with a couple people who are going through it at the same time, you know, like maybe you might not be able to really do anything for your friend at the moment, but you can talk about her business, you know, uh, you can post on social media, retweet something, whatever it is. Like these are right big, big deals. Uh, these things, ha- you know, add up very quickly, I think. Um Oh, no, I think they do. And you know what? It may seem little to you, but to somebody else, it could be a huge, huge deal. Absolutely. You know? I yeah. mean, something that's like no, no skin off your nose could be just really, like I said, life-changing to another company. And like you're saying, you know, when you're you're running a startup, one, that's already hard to do. You have a lot of pressure. But when you're a woman running a startup, mm-hmm. I think that there's added extra pressure because, you know, asking for what you're worth, asking for a client to pay their bill um, when you feel really awkward about it and you shouldn't and we all you know logically we all know we should not feel guilty asking for what is owed to us yeah but yet we have those barriers right. and it's really working through them and but sometimes you know it's one like thing just, just breaking it down like super simple like um when i used to do hair i would like all the time people were trying to get something free you know can you just cut this really you, yeah all the time Every day, all day. Like, can you can you just trim this? Can you just and you know they didn't think oh, about funny. they didn't think about how we're being watched by cameras and there's like literally people counting how much money that we're spending by doing these people's hair. You know, like I worked at a place oh, wow. that told me, oh, you did this. You know, you flat ironed her hair for free. Like that, it's serious. But anyway, um, I had a coworker and she'd stop right in the middle and go. Yeah, you know, I'll do that if you'll pay my rent this month and if you'll buy my groceries for my kids and if you'll like, and she would just go and she was like completely serious about it and just, she said it very politely, you know, and I was just like, every time I just stop what I'm doing, like, whoa, you know, that's just so simple and it's so, you know, for lack of a better word, ballsy, but it's, it shouldn't right. be, it shouldn't be because it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. Yeah, when you go to pay your rent every month or your mortgage or whatever, you're not like, well, you know, I wish I could, but maybe next time, I don't know, and that just flies, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, you have no, to it's... apply the same value to yourself, you know, like, you need to live, you need to survive, and you are doing the work, so you deserve and, and to get paid. The, and that's the whole thing, you deserve to get paid what you're worth, and I feel like that's it shouldn't be hard for us but it is but i think that there's also little things that we can do like you and i have talked about like you know one of the things that i learned to do when i needed money was you just write an email from your accounting department hey this bill still is outstanding even though i'm like this is me and michael we don't have an accounting department just doing that email actually started to make a difference yeah um, because i could be a little sterner i could it since it wasn't Leah, it was actually the accounting department. So I could be like, Hey, this needs to get paid. You have 15 days, you know, and it really made a difference. And it was like, wow, I should have been doing that a long time ago. Yeah. That's a really but, good point. Yeah. You have to get creative and, and think outside the box. And sometimes that means being somebody else, uh, or whatever works for you, you know, um, for me, I, it was doing the opposite of what I would normally do. I would check myself and, you know, the last month or so I've been trying to actively go against my natural instinct, what I normally do. And, um, 
it's it, it was working surprisingly <laughs> well. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not saying to do that with everything, but when you're having some kind of hiccup like that, you know, not getting paid, which is a pretty big hiccup, you have to get really creative. And, um, you know, we also have to call out places that don't pay people, you know, that's another big issue. People don't want to just say the truth, which is, you know, this big company isn't paying their workers and like as a, fr- a freelance mm-hmm. uh, content creator I've dealt with that a lot you know these big media companies and publishing houses not paying their uh, freelancers thousands mm-hmm. of dollars you know and they think because they're you know this giant company people are going to be like oh of course they pay their people but they don't so you know right. you see that a lot on Twitter too if you look into like some of this freelance writer uh, not getting paid <laughs> try just looking that up on twitter i'm sure you'll have some fun <laughs> oh yeah i think that happens anytime i think you're doing freelance work that's mm-hmm. always a, a risk right mm-hmm. and, and and it's you know that's why another reason you've got to support each other you know if, if you owe money and you've got to pay what you owe if you if you can't stay in contact i mean that's what i can't stand is if they won't pay and then they don't even contact you to say, yeah. look, we're having a hard time. Or, right. you know, nobody wants to admit that, but it, it's always helpful to keep that dialogue open and, you know, just really being, it's communication, I guess, is what it comes down to, too. You right. know, having communication Offer and being open and about trade. things. Yeah. Like say, oh, you know what? I can't pay you right now, but I could do this or at least try. Because if you don't, then right. at least for me, I get, I, I think, okay, so they really don't care what I think at all. Like they, really don't value my worth as a human being even because they're not even responding to me and I'm I'm on the other end feeling like a complete stalker and <laughs> you know <laughs> that's always the other fun part of it right <laughs> well um, and it's also I mean it's like why do you even feel like that you know what I mean it's not even personal it's business mm-hmm. and it's like and that's another thing we have to step back and realize okay this isn't personal this is completely the straight up business, but mm-hmm. I think as women, we definitely personalize. We do that. You know, they're not paying it, us, so it's it's on me. And I know I did that, and it's you just can't do that. You've just yeah. got to okay. I've just got to step away from this. Mm-hmm. And thankfully for me, you know, my partner is a man, and it's easier for him to ask for money. Sadly, oh and than it is for me. Your your man you know? partner, he comes and saves the day. <laughs> Well, and he's southern, so you know, southern men have no problem getting what they want. So yeah, so but I mean, it's been really helpful to me that you know he says, "Look, it's not personal. Right? Just ask them. They owe you the money. Ask them for it." But mm-hmm. it's just a it's a hard road. I mean, look how we're raised, Diana. We're raised with these fairy tales of, "Hey, find a man to take care of you." Hey. You know, um, you're going to marry someone and live happily ever after. It's not, hey, you're going to get a job. You're going to be CEO, and then you're going to find somebody and get married, and you both are going to contribute equally. No. You know, <laughs> it's, it's the society, like you said, and, you know, it's very patriarchal. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and we have to let go of that. We yeah. have a lot of, like, emotional and psychological boundaries that we have to overcome as women in business because, yeah. one, we're, we're almost always nurturers anyway. Mm-hmm. And so you want to nurture, but nurturing isn't always the best thing to do in business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard situation, but I think if we can be there for each other, like you and I are, and I know that you are with other women too, and so am I, 
that it really helps. It it makes a difference. And yeah. that's all we have to do for each other is yeah. just check in every once there. in a while. You know, if, if, I mean, we all get super busy and I, I know I'm horrible sometimes at keeping in touch, but you know, if you see something online that reminds you of a friend in the business, you know, just reach out to them say, Hey, is there anything I can do? Can I connect you with someone I know? Whatever, you know, and right. it, it could or just, just be a simple email about, yeah. Yeah, like thinking about, oh, I I just met this person. You know what? I think that they would really, like you've done that to me before. You've mm-hmm. said, hey, look, I met this person. I think you'd really enjoy meeting her, reach out to her. And I have, and it's always been really positive. And it always helps to have a referral, right? Yeah. It always helps yeah. that when you know somebody who knows somebody. It's a good somebody, icebreaker, really, too. How you going to get in. You know, when you're exactly. like, oh, she's so cool, or oh, she's a stupid bitch. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that don't do that and that happens I right? that happens. <laughs> I know it happens though unfortunately you know there are women out there who who don't feel the same way that we do but yeah. you know what they're thankfully they're few and far between and, and let's I just think support that, them anyway even if you know they don't want to support back because otherwise we're just, <laughs> we're just putting ourselves in the same position we are in any industry and I think the way that we can really change this and make it a groundbreaking new industry that actually like offers equal opportunity like we need to do that we need to just say all right you know what that's your that's your thing fine you know cool you do you but i also i'm here if you need any support um in any kind of way that i can offer you know my my resources are very very limited at the moment but this is what i can do you know um right Yeah, and then always just making sure that you're not giving too much, too, because that's also a situation that, you know, you and I have talked about Mm -hmm. when it comes to women in business, that sometimes you overcompensate and you give too much, Mm -hmm. and then you're not getting anything in return or very little in return for what you're offering. So that's another, you know, kind of takeaway from this, too, is just making sure that when you're offering or you're even when you're taking that you're also offering you know so that there is a a complete balance of giving and receiving right because when it gets when it has an imbalance if you're taking too much you're giving too much you don't feel good so it's it's really important to keep that um balance of hey you offered this to me so i'm going to offer this to you and i mean if anything with especially with you and i in this relationship that we're building it's always like oh no you're giving me too much oh no you're giving me too much and it's a constant battle on us, like making sure we're even, right. but not because I'm asking it. It's like, I feel like you give me too much and you feel like I give you too much. But yeah. I mean, that's a good problem to have, right? I it's hope a good so. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just hope I'm not being a total asshole. That's all. But, <laughs> and I think that that's, that's some of our, you know, issue, but I'll, you know, like just try not to be a dick. That's, that's the number one rule really. I think. <laughs> you know what's so funny that you say that because it's so true don't be a dick but your favorite company here this Kaikiko or Kaikoko whatever they are <laughs> it's so funny under their bios they have some rules to live by right yeah and their second rule is no assholes uh, <laughs> and she said you know basically they've had their fair share of asshole encounters uh-huh. so they don't want to do business with people who are rude condescending flaky patronizing immoral or who um, mansplain God, I'm we turned down money them. and we, <laughs> I know, we turned down money and refused to sign contracts because of this rule it's a good one and it's so 
true. And their third rule is work with women. Yeah. I mean, they they really support kind of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a company. I'm really glad you picked them as your favorite, and you just did that randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great one for this conversation because here's a perfect example for women. You know, you want to look at what a good women woman business is made of. Go to their site. Oh yeah, their um, site by the way is k i k o k o dot com. And it's a great company and, and really in, in line with what we're talking about today, you know, no assholes, work with women, um, you know, have great quality, um, you know, make an impact. And they've got a little list here of six rules to live by and they're all great rules. And I think that, that like if we as women just kind of follow those simple rules of life, you know, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Be kind to everyone. It doesn't hurt you to be kind to everyone. Absolutely. Even you know, that's why I, that's why Ellen is like my role model because she's always saying to be kind. <laughs> right? But it's so true, though. I mean, people just aren't. I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't say people. That's a, g- a generalism. Um, generalism is that a word? I'm generalizing. generalizing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For anyway, yeah. But you know, just try to be. Just try. I, I'm just like, why don't you ever try to look at other people's sides? You know what I mean? Like, put your Put your, your, put, your, put your feet in their shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to do, and it really helps you to connect with that person. You know, when uh-huh. you can empathize, when you can have compassion, when you can let go of your own stuff mm-hmm. and just kind of see where they're coming from, it really helps you a lot, I believe. I mean, I know it's helped me personally, um, but it's always good to say, okay, well, where are they coming from? Because yeah. a lot of times it has nothing to do with you. It's all them. Right. And, and, and it's so easy just to get like defensive very quickly by like, how, why are they doing this? You know, we come up with things right. in our own head, you know, in our heads and, and yeah, it makes sense on our end too, but that doesn't right. mean that they're considering our point of view. And sometimes you do have to be the person to say, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't think it could go that way. I be, you know, conceive that way or whatever. And it doesn't take much to do that, really. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. So I think we've we've gone on enough about <laughs> but it was a good discussion and I'm so, so happy that you're with us again. I'm always yeah, happy to too. talk to you. <laughs> oh, I'm always happy to talk to you and I I love what you're doing. I love how much you support women in cannabis, Diana. It's it's so refreshing and it's so Ditto. great. And you're doing <laughs> yes, you're doing amazing work, amazing work. So Sorry, thank yeah. you for having me again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, can you not hear me? Yeah, I can, can hear you. Hear you. Me now? I can hear you. Can okay, hear you. great. All right. <laughs> and t- until next time, stay high and beautiful. And by that, I mean take the high road when you can and stay beautiful in spirit. Bye. Bye. Our first guest today is Loretta, founder of Candytunes. Loretta is an artist, innovator, and paradigm changer focused on interspecies collaboration with plants, cannabis included. She has an adventurous background in biodynamic cannabis farming, environmental education, cannabis consulting, Reiki healing, and a decent amount of circus thrown in. Additionally, Loretta is the organizer for the D.C. chapter of Elementa. So, Loretta, what is Elementa and what inspired you to become an organizer? 
Well, Elementa was created to provide women with trusted information, supportive community, and reliable resources to understand wellness benefits of cannabis Mm -hmm. and to find uh, people to guide them on the journey of how to integrate cannabis legally and safely, discreetly, and holistically into their lives. And we have um, meetings across the country, usually monthly, and we have a number of panel speakers that come and talk to women in a comfortable, warm setting um, about a number of topics. Uh, February was really popular with a number of um, organizers for cannabis and sex, and I think that uh, a lot of interesting conversations came out of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's mostly what we're doing. We're meeting monthly in cities across the country. And I like how they have topics that aren't um, typical topics for gatherings that you would think, you know, like I like how they come about it from like an out of the box kind of point of view, you know. Uh, Absolutely. And a lot of the topics also come from the women attending the meeting. So we we try to do surveys of like what interests them because it can change from um, region to region, city to city. Right. And your next event is something that we all... Uh, should care about. And um, so what can people expect from your self-care and cannabis event? And when is it, by the way? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, on March 5th in D.C. We're going to be at the Quaker Meeting House. We chose it because that's a really warm um, space. It's in the living room space oh, nice. with just couches and chairs and comfortable carpets. And we have an, uh, an exit space to a garden. So we're just trying to make it uh, – as our launching event, really comfortable for women to get to know Elementa, get to meet uh, me as the organizer, and we have a couple of panelists talking about self-care. And I thought that that would be important for um, coming into the springtime, um, especially for women who want to engage with cannabis for maybe the first time mm-hmm. or maybe have just heard whisperings about it. So, yeah, we're going to have a casual but upbeat conversation around that topic. That's awesome. And can you tell us a bit more about the speakers or the panelists? The women? Sure. Absolutely. The women I chose for the self-care um, and cannabis event we're having on March 5th is uh, Tatiana Akil, Catherine Russ, and Teresa Clark. And Tatiana... Akil, these are all women that I really admire in the industry, um, especially in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And Tatiana uh, has been working in the D.C. medical marijuana program for a number of years. Um, she takes her at a small cannabis cultivation firm, and she has a decade of experience using herbal remedies, lifestyle, and nutrition to maintain healthy balance, and she's cultivating therapeutic sensory experiences. I know for February, she did this really intense cannabis and sensuality um, event, and I know that it was kind of a touchy-feely event. Um, So so there's that. And then Catherine Russ um, has been dedicating herself to medical cannabis for a number of years as a patient care specialist and as a cultivation uh, consultant, and now she's serving as the manager of district growers. And uh, she has a lot of knowledge in terms of techniques and application methodology in terms of cannabis. 
And Teresa is the founder and CEO of Everest Herbal Products, mm-hmm. the CBD botanical uh, company. And she's got a, a long, long history of helping other women find ways to administer cannabis into their life that helps with whatever they're looking to heal, whether it's stress or muscle pain, whether it's emotional pain. So she helps women guide um, them through that process. So I think the the three of them, the collection of them, will really provide great information for women in the D.C. area. Absolutely. I can't wait. I'm going to try to go with everything I have, so (laughs) I'm so excited. We'll be at 7.30 p.m. on March 5th. That's so awesome. And so can you um, tell us if you have any future plans for events with the D.C. chapter of Elementa? Absolutely. We'll be having monthly events from therein, and we will be meeting on April 10th and then also on March 6th or May 6th. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you me. Probably keep on that, that schedule between the 5th and the, the 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, of every month. Oh, awesome. And we're going to try to keep it on Mondays in the evening. Um, we'll survey the women who come to the meetings regularly mm-hmm. to also find out if there's better times or dates that work better for them. And, yeah, the the point really is, too, is to make, make it so that every city and chapter uh, works for them mm-hmm. and that they're able to um, contribute and coordinate a space that really provides them the information and knowledge and experience that they want to engage in. Awesome. And how can they join? Would they find that information out at the event or is there? Absolutely. They can check on elementa.org or .com. I'm sorry, Mm elementa.com. That's where all of the the chapter meetings are listed. Uh, the DC chapter meeting is going to be listed. I know I'm posting under the Canatoons, um, Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to, we're going to be doing a lot of marketing in the next week or so. And we, yeah, we look forward to meeting lots of women at this event. Awesome. Um, is there anything you would like to promote for Canatoons? Oh, yeah. We're doing an event um, in Los Angeles on March 25th, and we're going to be uh, with the Little Faith event. They do uh, these really spectacular events in a mansion there, uh, something about the Black Dahlia. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, the owner of a Canapet company um, purchased it and oh, cool. hired Kate from Little Face events to start doing cannabis events there. So I'm going to be doing a cannabis home bath, and I'm going to start doing more live events like that throughout the year in Denver, California, and hopefully other states as well. Awesome. And you have that information on the Cantoons website, I'm sure, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and definitely also on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Thank you so much, Loretta, for taking your time with us again today. It was a pleasure having you back. And I can't wait to go to this event. So anyone else who's in the area should definitely check it out. Yes, please. Please come out. And I would love to meet each and every one of you. Awesome. Thank you. Our next guest is Jenny Wakenbake. In addition to repping Nug Tools, one of the hottest brands in the cannabis industry, 
Jenny Wakenbake is a professional lifestyle photographer, content creator, and social media influencer. After becoming an MMJ patient to help mitigate symptoms of anxiety, Jenny created a YouTube channel called Jenny Wakenbake, where she shares her daily life as a patient and gives others a place to hang when they may not have a friend to session alongside. When her camera is not glued to her face, Jenny spends time hiking, canoeing, and exploring the great outdoors with her dog, Griswold. So, Jenny, what inspired the creation of Jenny Wake and Bake YouTube channel, and what is it about? Well, it's a little bit of a long story, but let me see if I can kind of uh, briefen it for you. Sure. Um, I had moved to Colorado for a short period of time in my life, and it was the first time that I had been in a recreational state. Mm-hmm. Um, as a cannabis user, and it really just opened my eyes to, I mean, at the same time, I had been kind of struggling and looking for my place as a photographer and an artist and creative and what I really wanted to do with my life, um, being out of photography school. At the time, it had been a year and a half, two years. Um, so when I moved to Colorado, and for the first time in my life, was a open and freely feeling cannabis user, I just created an Instagram account, a place that I could post selfies of me smoking and, you know, what I had picked up from the dispensary. And I started to find that there were a lot of companies that could use some better photography and that there was a really big community of people just like myself that um, not only loved uh smoking cannabis and um, having it in their life, but it it really helps them too. So um, from there, it just kind of made sense for me to focus and grow upon that. Mm -hmm. And and what what is the YouTube channel? Like, what is your main mission with that or your goal? I mean, do you have uh, anything specific that you set out to explore? When I first started the whole idea of Jenny Wake and Dave, a YouTube channel was so scary to me. Mm-hmm. I had been watching uh, Silent Tippy and Strain Central, um, Coral Reefer and Slower Future, and just felt so connected and in love with the idea of being a YouTube content creator. It really wasn't until I went to the Boston Freedom Rally in uh, 2016, and I met all of those people, and they were just so kind and encouraging, and they were like, let's do it. Start a YouTube channel. And from there, I just really wanted it to be a place for um, medical marijuana patients to come and hang out and, you know, maybe have some questions answered or find new strains that maybe they like or just be entertained and see what my life is like as a medical marijuana patient and a photographer in the state of Massachusetts. That's awesome. Uh, What is the favorite, what is your favorite aspect of your work? Sorry. Being creative, the mm-hmm. fact that I get to wake up every morning and be creative, and um, I get to put my, I feel like I'm using this word a lot, but I get to put my creativity first, and mm-hmm. um, I get to work with brands, and they come to me, and they say, hey, we like what you do. We want you to do that for us, and that feels really good. Yeah. How does cannabis impact your photography? person that sometimes can't, you know, seem to get my own head out of my my way. Mm-hmm. Um, cannabis definitely helps me just take a step back and, um, you know, 
when I feel frustrated on a project or I don't really feel inspired, I will, you know, sit down and smoke a bowl or smoke a joint and just try to gather my thoughts and, you know, really focus on the task at hand. And and 10 out of 10 times, Canvas is there to, to keep me focused and keep my head in the game. Yeah. So it, like, helps you get out of your own way in a sense, right? Very much, yeah. What brands do you represent and how do you represent them? Uh, well, a couple of the brands that I really enjoy working with and representing is going to be Nug Tools and Magical Butter. Um, and with Nug Tools, um, I mean, the product speaks for itself. I just absolutely love having it in my stash bag and um, having it as used in photos and just uh, showing it to people is probably one of my favorite things because you pull it out of your bag and people are like, what is that? <laughs> and then you show them just how useful it is and they're like, oh, where do I get one? Mm-hmm. Um, like the other day, I could not find a flathead screwdriver. I'm moving into a new home, mm-hmm. and I needed needed one so bad. And I was really frustrated for a good 15 minutes until I realized that I had an end tool that could suffice as one. Oh, wow. It was, it was so helpful. That's awesome. Um, and the magical butter machine, I mean, I have absolutely loved using my magical butter machine. I love featuring it on a YouTube channel. Um, you know, at first I was like, I'm never going to need to use this thing to make all of the different things that it does. Mm-hmm. And I started, I started by making, um, tincture was the first thing I ever made with it. And then I made butter with it and can't, uh, coconut oil. Wow. And then, um, I realized just how awesome it was because from that coconut oil I was able to make chocolate as well as like body lotion oh wow that's awesome um yeah there's so many things you can do with that machine I I don't have one yet but I can't wait to have one someday (laughs) (laughs) um so do you have any advice for content creators who want to break into the cannabis space um you know, it sounds really crazy, and people told me this all the time, and I would honestly get kind of frustrated, but just do it. Yeah. Just do it. You know, like, the only thing that holds someone back and that holds me back is myself um, mm-hmm. and, you know, me putting my – digging my heels into the dirt and being like, well, you know, what if this doesn't work or what if I spend time doing this? And, and it's like, well, what if? Right. You never will know until you until you try. And um, for me, you know, it's kind of something really great, something that I never really expected to see myself doing um, as a career. And I don't think I'd change it for anything else. Yeah, your Instagram is amazing. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. It really is. Um, so do you have anything specific to promote or any calls to action? Do you have any new videos coming up or anything like that? <laughs> well, I did actually, one of the most requested videos on my YouTube channel um, that I have gotten questions about between my YouTube and my Instagram is, how do I take pictures of myself? So I just put together a video on the perfect stoner selfie, which was a lot of fun for me to do. Yeah, that was a fun one. I saw that. Um, and where can people catch you? Uh, you want to give their, your Instagram handle or... You can find me on Instagram at Jenny Wake and Bake. I'll spell out one word. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also my YouTube channel. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter and Periscope at Jenny Wake underscore Bake. And I do live stream on an app called You Now quite often. Um, mm-hmm. And you can find me on there, Jenny Wake and Bake. 
it's a pretty good time usually just fashion with some music and talk about my day or um, unbox some stuff. It's a, it's a nice way to connect with my fans and followers without um, having to go somewhere and having a meetup in public, I guess, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. I really appreciate you taking your time with us today, Jenny. And oh, I really appreciate you guys reaching out to me. And um, this was so much fun, and I look forward to listening to the whole podcast. Oh, thank you. Our final guest today is Monica Gray of Nice Guys Delivery. Nice Guys was founded by seasoned horticulturists who believe that medical cannabis patients deserve the highest grade organically grown cannabis at a great value. They also offer a wide variety of cost-effective concentrates and health-conscious edibles, along with anything else you might need to enhance your experience. So, Monica, what inspired the creation of Nice Guys Delivery, and what is it? Nice Guys Delivery is a medical cannabis delivery service based out of Marin County, California. Um, my boyfriend and I... Um, my boyfriend's been in the business for over 20 years doing mm -hmm. distribution and was looking into a way of getting into the market legally after conveniently after the birth of our son, mm -hmm. um, literally one month after the birth of our son, who's now 16 months. Um, and at that time, both of our fathers were actually diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Mm. Um, so he began um, ordering from various delivery services in the area and, and noticed that there was a lack of, of knowledge product knowledge and customer service mm -hmm. from those that he ordered in. And after doing some research on how to start a delivery service, uh, we got a lawyer, a seller's permit, and we got this puppy started um, in 2016. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a one month old, like I said, at the time. So it was really baby steps, literally at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was working full-time as an executive at a footwear company overseeing their development manufacturing costing teams, and my background is in fashion and footwear development for wholesale and retail, and I've worked in New York, L.A., and Marin, and my boyfriend was struggling to kind of keep the business afloat by himself and really needed help getting it off the ground, so um, I wasn't really able to help full-time um, with my full-time position. At the company that I was working for, uh, I was traveling to China for work, all over the place, trying to raise a one-year-old, and um, we were in the middle of a restructure at my previous employer, and I just kind of threw my hands up and left my position. Things weren't working out at my, at my previous company, and um, I thought that I was going to kind of take a little bit of time off and be a stay-at-home mom, but then I started to learn more about um, our delivery business and really just dove in headfirst to help my my boyfriend, and um, we launched our website in May, and it's just been exponential growth wow. since then, and it's really been phenomenal, and we're so incredibly blessed. That's but awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's super awesome. That's really cool. You're able to, to work together in that way. Um, what yeah. is What is your favorite aspect of your work, would you say? Well, um, as cliche as it sounds, um, fighting and helping our patients. Mm-hmm. Marin County and the cities within it, although it's supposed to be the most liberal county in the country, mm -hmm. it's really not. Um, there's a serious opioid and alcohol problem here in Marin. I read about it in the papers or hear that teenagers drinking themselves to death. I know there are housewives that are constantly on a pill for one reason or another. Uh, we get patients calling all the time requesting to get them help off of opioids. Mm -hmm. Or even mothers um, wanting their kids to... Uh, 
get into cannabis because they would rather than smoke cannabis rather than taking prescription medication or being super into alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, we have patients that are sick with terminally ill diseases as well that don't want to take their medication that are prescribed from doctors. And we even have doctors and nurses that come to us for cannabis. Mm -hmm. I was actually told by a published Harvard uh, neurologist that she feels like this and would love to help um, have the ability to prescribe cannabis, but she can't because she's with her license. Mm. Um, you know, it's stories like that that really keep me going mm-hmm. um, as an activist and as a business owner. Um, so that's really my favorite aspect of the of the job. Yeah, that's not cliche at all. That's the perfect reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you touched on it a bit before, but how have you applied your experience from other industries to a career in cannabis? Yeah. Um, so whether whether we like it or not, the industry is really turning corporate, mm-hmm. to say the least. Um, I hate that word corporate. Yeah. I really don't like it. But <laughs> I've been fortunate to work for major corporate companies mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, really high built structures. I worked at uh, Calvin Klein in, in New York, wow. uh, J. Crew, Skechers, and then most recently a company called Bionic. It's a private orthotic company making fashion footwear um, for patients that have plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. Um, and help with body alignment. Um, so, and specifically, I've, I've, I've been fortunate to work in kind of startup divisions within those companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've helped businesses grow from millions of dollars to billions of dollars. Wow. I mean, of course, not me directly, but, right. you know, helping but you had a, a of, part in it. people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the most important aspects that I've learned from those major companies that I've worked with, you know, is product. Product is really key in product and customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to admit that I know very little bit about cannabis product when I first started working um, in the business, and that's really my boyfriend, business partner, um, baby daddy, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like listening to him and seeing how he curates the product selection and help our patients with the selections is really an art form, and it really drives me to make the business even more successful. So kind of the combination between his um, entrepreneurship and customer service and product knowledge and my business acumen, I think really goes hand in hand in creating what we've been able to create and help it grow. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. what, what would you say is the biggest challenge working in this industry? Another cliche answer, but politics, mm-hmm. um, government and, uh, and, and that you not only on not only politics, government but people within the industry as well um occasionally i feel like i'm in an episode of house of cards Mm -hmm. i i had never been to a city council meeting before in my life Mm -hmm. and now i've been to at least 20 probably more than that Mm -hmm. um i've i've always been politically active but i didn't realize how important it is to go to your city council meetings and to show up and speak your mind speak for your family speak for your livelihood um, the people sitting in those chambers are making decisions that affect you and and your patients and mm-hmm. your and the, your community. Uh, you can you can change their minds by educating them on simply who you are and how cannabis has affected your life. Um, I, you know, we're a family-run small business. No one is going to make anything change except for you. So right. I just didn't realize that that being in this industry would be so political, but that I think is the biggest challenge. And yet, um, 
I think, one of the, the biggest opportunities. So for anyone. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So you can, I mean, it's, it's a challenge, but it can also be an exciting challenge in a way. Right. Absolutely. Is there any advice you have for women who want to start a career in cannabis? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, be the squeaky wheel, mm-hmm. but don't just trust anyone. Uh, I think women by nature end up trusting people more than our male counterparts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, hear that all, I hear that all the time from my, from my, from my boyfriend. Oh, you know, I tell him, oh, this person's great. This is awesome. And he's like, don't trust them. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> um, and, you know, unfortunately, like that's the nature of, of business. Mm-hmm. And I mean, number one is really you don't you won't get what you want or what you deserve without advocating for yourself. No one can pro- promote you or your business better than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think women do that enough. Yeah. Um, I know that even in corporate America. Um, and number two is a lot of people just have it out for themselves. So you know, be cautious with the connections that you make. Mm-hmm. It is the same with any industry, but I think it's more so with the industry, with this particular industry, because it's so political. Right. And it's, it's, it has a compassionate component. So you want to be yeah. compassionate, but at the same time, you have to stand up for yourself, which it can be a very difficult tightrope to walk especially for exactly. women. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad because it is, it is such a, it's a plant. It's a beautiful plant. Mm-hmm. It helps so many people. And yet that there's this, this cutthroat, you know, kind of a little bit of ugly side that mm-hmm. popped up just because to be honest with you, you say cannabis to any real estate agent or any building owner or any investor and it's ching, it's mm-hmm. dollar sign. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be careful. With yeah, that. there's a lot Especially of people taking advantage. Involved. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. That's really good advice. Um, do you have anything specific to promote or any calls to action? Anything going on with Nice Guys Delivery right now? Yeah, I do. Um, I started an association a few months ago called the Cannabis Industry Association of Marin County. Oh. Um, after, yeah, after attending all these city council meetings, I found that there was a real lack of education on what the cannabis industry really looks like and what the benefits are of cannabis. Mm-hmm. I have to admit that, you know, I had all the stereotypes previously mm-hmm. to being in the cannabis industry, and then I started attending the CCIA conferences, which we're a member of, and um, the uh, MJ BizCon out in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and went to see Senator McGuire speak and just kind of really educating myself. And, you know, there, there are so many changes that have happened over the years. But, again, I think it's so important to educate our government officials because most of them are stuck in the gangster rap era mm-hmm. um, or watching, you know, some Denzel Washington drug bus movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, you know, and, and it was hilarious about it is that they grew up in the hippie era and probably smoked pot 20 or 30 years ago. Right. Um, but it's. You know, and it's also educating our communities. We hear about the, um, the you know, parents, the concern with parents and children. And being a mom myself, I never thought I would be working in this particular industry and having a kid. And with the new regulated market, California has put into place so many regulations in order to keep our kids safe. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, much rather prefer to live in a regulated market than one where you can, you know, meet when we used to meet your dealer at the Seven Eleven to get an eighth and you don't really even know what you're getting an eighth of. So, right. um, yeah, so that we started that association a few months ago and that's 
up and running. Um, the other thing that we're doing is on our Instagram page, um, at, it's at Nice Guys Deliveries, our Instagram, uh, we're going to start doing um, various kind of group gatherings. So we really believe in 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 the lifestyle part of cannabis mm-hmm. as well. It's going out, being in nature, um, leading a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. with cannabis. So if you check that out, our Instagram page is really closely um, – promoting that as well so it's the you know the combination of educating our government and and the our communities and and being out there be healthy and enjoy this plant awesome so that's where they can find out about the association is through instagram do you have a website or well yeah our website is actually for the for the association is www.ciamc.org okay yep so that's the ciamc Awesome. And then our Instagram delivery. So that's kind of about our nice, our nice guy lifestyle. I'm sorry. Do you want to say that last part again? Cut out the Instagram handle. Oh yeah. No worries. Yeah. The Instagram is at nice guys delivery. Okay. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah. I appreciate you taking your time with us today and sharing your knowledge. It was very informative yeah. and helpful. No problem. Thanks for interviewing me. Thank you for ha- for coming on. <laughs> I was gonna say thank yeah, you for having yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I was like, what? Was awesome. so, You're cool. awesome. You thank you. Thanks for listening to your highest podcast, brought to you by Cannabis Women's Alliance and Good Vibes Marketing Agency. The Cannabis Women's Alliance was founded to bring community guidance and inspiration to women working in the cannabis industry. Good Vibes Marketing Agency is a digital marketing agency that creates organic content for organic solutions. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, you can email us at yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com.